the funk means it's Friday, and uh, you may well be into your weekend. We're so glad you're spending a part of it with us here on Sports Talk with the Funkmeister, Evan Kahn. I am Scott Patey. We are here with you till 6 o'clock, and we'll get you into your weekend. Coming up, Matt Daniels checks in from the News Gazette sports pages. We'll have a happy hour with Allie Adams. Next hour of the world, according to Bob Osmussen. And then, and then away he goes on a vacation, possibly never to be heard from again until at least, uh, I don't know, nine days from now. Next Monday. Mm-hmm. A week from Monday. Good to see you, sir. Good to see you as well. Are you, are you in that vacation vibe? Are you in that, uh, yeah, I, 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 I've got a wind here. I've caught my wind here into the sprint to the finish kind of feel. On vacation? Yeah, yesterday after I put the finishing touches on about 36 logs to be sent <laughs> off over the next 10 days. Um, yeah, that's that's whenever I, I kind of settled in. I uh, felt like I, I had a grasp on things, and it, it worked out. I did not plan this family vacation, but there's plenty going on this weekend. And, and then next week we've got the All-Star break and just a, a little bit of a reset, and then we're into the sprint for baseball and media days, and before you know it, football is going to be here. Are you a, if you have your ideal vacation, are you a doer or a sit-arounder? Both. Yeah. I, I think it takes a... a, a, a <laughs> Forrest Gump answer. Yeah. <laughs> I think it's both. I think I think it's a, 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 it's both. Yeah, you got to you gotta adventure a, a little bit, especially when you just kind of get caught up in, in work for a long while, as we do here during the, the sports season. But you also need to take time to, to relax, and I definitely didn't do any of that last weekend, so we'll find a, a little bit of time to do that next week. <laughs> well, you did certain kinds of relaxing. Yeah, I, I don't know if the there was any... The sun takes it out of you. Well, yeah. <laughs> And, you know, getting four hours of sleep each night. Not built for that no more. Uh, The British Open is in the books for uh, round number two. He's been a great champion, hasn't he? He is a great champion. That was a standing ovation at number 18 for a guy that uh, finished nine over and is missing the cut, Tiger Woods. The, that, that's what happens when you're the greatest and, and they think maybe you're, you're never coming back. What, what a what a scene that is, that 18th hole with the, the houses and the stands and everything in the background, just beautiful. And that ovation there, you, you feel for Tiger, it sounds like he's been putting everything into this weekend. You saw him warming up for hours before the first round and, and things just didn't quite work out for him, which, you know, after all the surgeries and all the majors and everything that he's been through over the last 20 to, to 30 years, eventually it was going to run out. But, you know, anytime he takes the course, it's it's big-time news for not just the golf world but for the sports world. Everybody's just waiting for, for that next 2018 Masters appearance from him. I don't know if we're ever going to see it again. Yeah. Probably probably not, but uh, that was a, a great moment for him, and it seemed like he was really taking it in in the second round here today. He's a guy that um, you know has has made some uh, 
uh, questionable choices in his past and also has gone through some really hard stuff through no choice of his own. Um, and he he still just he's charismatic in a way that you it's hard to encapsulate and he draws sympathy because of everything he's been through and then you have when he's at was at his peak the finest golfer ever Ever. the the most dominant yeah you just think back to those tournaments that he was winning by double digit strokes I mean you just don't see that he he won the grand slam of majors before he was 25 I think he was 24 the open was actually the last one that I think he he won to get that and he he did it and he just dominated it and he brought golf to the mainstream I I grew up with it like that there was a a time where I'm sure uh, outside of Jack Nicholson or Jack Nicholas not Nicholson um and and Arnold Palmer (laughs) Finally, get a load of me. (laughs) (laughs) You know, outside of those guys, you know, it wasn't a a big thing. And now it's the mainstream because it's. You want me on that course. (laughs) You need me on that course. I mean, they're kind of the same. (laughs) If I were to pick somebody to play Jack Nicholas, like, wouldn't it be Jack Nicholson? I don't know. (laughs) Yeah. But, uh, yeah, yeah. We'll we'll see when Tiger Tiger hits the course again. It's. It's too bad that the last two majors that he's played in have kind of gone like this. He did make the cut back in the Masters, but had to withdraw. And I don't know. We'll see if he can give it one more run one of these days. Been a good run here for guys named Cameron, especially in England. Cameron, <laughs> Cameron uh, with an O. Yeah, yeah Cameron Young uh, is the leader. Uh, no, Cameron Smith is the leader right now. Cameron Young is second. There was a Cameron Nori, Cam Nori, that was in the <laughs> semifinals of Wimbledon. Uh, so Camerons in the British Isles are having a, a nice month of <laughs> July. But, yeah, it's uh, tough to see Tiger bow out. Is he a guy that goes to the senior tour No, at some point? And no, I imagine. Just rakes? No, he's he's going to play on the tour as long as they'll keep letting well, him sure. take the course, and then I imagine he'll hang it up. I mean, yeah. He he is like the fiercest competitor. I hopefully of he all can time. find another source of revenue income. Yeah, I mean he might go like hungry for a little bit, but uh, I, he'll find something. If you want to join us on the text line, Castle Heating and Cooling text line, two one seven three five one five three five seven. You can also give us a jingle, and we'll get you on if you can. Two one we can two one seven three five six nine three nine seven. And the Thomases, the Illinois Thomases, Peters and Dietrich both had pretty good second days. Uh, Thomas Dietrich up to five under, which is like tied for something, but it's like four or five if you're just kind of looking at places. And Thomas Peters made the cut as well. He was at minus two. All right, good weekends or a potential for them to have a, a a good weekend. You've seen you've seen the rounds that guys have had anywhere from eight under to to ten over. So I don't know if the leaderboards even with the the guy up by two strokes right now. I, I think, and then there's a another two strokes between him and Rory, or maybe Rory's only ten under. But uh, I, I imagine the leaderboard's going to change a, a lot depending on how the weather <laughs> situates over there. Well, and as we talked about yesterday. What you are experiencing is a weather um, in the first tee. <laughs> it's going to be different by the time you hit 18. It's and It will be better these next couple of days because they're not starting way early and, and dealing with all the, the early morning weather. But, yeah, it's a, a very drastic course, and you heard a number of guys talking about that today. Uh, Roy McElroy, probably still your favorite in terms of popularity among the leaders for the moment and maybe to to win the whole thing but he is as you said three strokes off the lead scotty scheffler the world number one coming Mm -hmm. into it he is five strokes off the lead so this one 
is far from over. Uh, let's see, Xander Shoffley is at uh, five under, so that makes him eight off the lead. John Rahm is nine off. Uh, Fleetwood is ten off. Yeah, just a few uh, names that as uh, looking up and down mm-hmm. the list. But yeah, Thomas Dietrich at five under had a three under round today, so he's within eight. I'll take it. Yeah, get you into the weekend. Anything can happen. Yesterday's positive news was former Illini second baseman Michael Massey getting into a uniform in the big leagues. Did not appear in yesterday's game. That did uh, go as a win for the Royals. <laughs> go figure Baseball. over the Toronto Blue Jays. Uh, and what Nate Eaton gets a, a first hit home run in his big league debut. It was a ten pitch at bat as well, and said the in his quote was the only person I heard. Round of the bases was my mom <laughs> um, just screaming up there in Toronto. Uh, Royals lineup does not have Massey in today. Mm-hmm. I was wondering if the uh, right-hander, Manoa, the starter for Toronto, would warrant him a, a, a spot. You know what? I'll take a spot on the bench in the big leagues <laughs> <laughs> over an everyday lineup spot. And it's, a, it's, a, a, it's a long weekend, even with the DH, they – find ways to to get pinch hitters in there or he might even get a start on Sunday last day before the all-star break usually you you let the young guys take the field so sometime this weekend yeah I expect to see Matt kind of some of the stuff I've been reading uh, indicates that they do expect everybody to get an a b or something Uh, but I don't know what you do if the you know the game's super tight and you're kind of (laughs) you know you got to make your you got to win the game Mm -hmm. as as well uh, Matt Daniels is uh, coming up. Not too many other big headlines here on this Friday in July uh, that are just uh, screaming at us. Uh, the NBA offseason is uh, percolating a bit. DeAndre Ayton gets the max yeah. offer from the uh, from uh, help me out here the Pacers. Pacers yeah. So the Suns have a window here to match it, and they did, and they did. And that means maybe Kevin Durant is not going to the Phoenix Suns. Yeah. In case you had him on your bingo card. I'll believe that trade happens when it happens. There's just so much money and so many players that would have to be involved to make it work for for both sides. We'll we'll see. Kyrie's sticking around in New York, and maybe Katie does too. And coming up next week, uh, Lauren Tate and I will get a chance to talk with Phil Steele. Are you familiar with Phil Steele? Oh, yeah, yeah. Um, I'm late to the Phil Steele party. If you don't know, he writes a college football preview magazine. Now, you go buy your standard uh, magazine rack. They still do print them Mm -hmm. um, in, in, in the bookstores or in the grocery stores or whatever. And this time of year, there's a half dozen preview magazines. (laughs) And I kind of ignore them because they're, they're fine, but they're kind of general writing. Um, and I just kind of didn't pay attention to them. And then I started hearing about people talking about Phil Steele, Phil Steele, <laughs> Phil Steele. He's been doing this a long time. And uh, last year I was the first time I took a deep dive, and it's just full of information. <laughs> I'm not talking about pictures. There's a few pictures. But it's really all about information. It's uh, if you really want to nerd out on some data and information about college football, uh, I recommend it. So I'm looking forward to to talking with him next week. But um, 
because we cover the Big Ten here, and in particular Illinois, I started uh, thumbing right away into his uh, Big Ten write-ups mm-hmm. and those kinds of things. Not a great forecast for Illinois, according to Phil Steele, and he's pretty accurate historically. Now, I, if you're inside the Illini locker room, what do you care? You, <laughs> you don't need to be paying attention to Phil Steele, but we're not inside that locker room. We're here talking about it. So uh, he does peg Illinois to be tied for sixth in the Big Ten West with Northwestern. Um, just a couple of snapshot sentences. This looks like a rebuilding year, and it may be year three when Bielma gets this team back to a bowl. That's in one spot. Now, in his more in-depth uh, team page on Illinois, he does give a, the, the Illini a little bit more um, uh, wiggle room, shall we say. Uh, the Big Ten West is very strong this year, but Illinois proved they can compete. Bielma has a good chance of getting the Illini to a bowl in year two. Sounds like contradictory statements, but I think it's kind of a, eh, you know, somebody asked me, is Illinois going to make a bowl this year? I went, I, maybe. How's that for a great answer? Maybe. <laughs> and by that, I mean 50-50 is kind of my feeling on it. That's not a bad spot to be. It's, it's. I wouldn't say a favorable schedule, but it's a schedule where you can see a path to six wins. If things break right, if the defense doesn't skip a beat like it did last year, if you can get any type of aerial attack, you win a couple of those games last year that you you thought you could have and you didn't. Uh, it comes down. Lauren keeps talking about the Indiana game. I, I fully agree. I'm not a big believer that they can win when Virginia comes here in, in week three. So you take down those first two and, and then obviously a Chattanooga and you can see a, a, a path there, but they're going to have to get something going in the air and, and so many guys, veteran guys to replace a, a, across the defense you could understand where they take a step back and maybe they will be a, a, a three and nine team rather than a, a six and six team. Yeah, I would like to think they're better than three and nine, but I don't know if they're better than five and seven. Um, but you look at Wyoming should be a win. Yeah. I like that Indiana is early, even though it's on because it's on the road, it's early and Indiana is a little less experienced. Yeah, I don't sure. I don't think the home field advantage matters much in that game. Yeah, I, I think it matters more that it's just not at home if you basically as opposed to some crazy environment mm-hmm. that is hard to win. Uh, Virginia, I kind of am with you, except that Illinois got popped last year. Uh, with Brennan Armstrong, and they still hadn't figured out what they wanted to do on defense. So maybe with that mixed with home field advantage, they can respond a little bit. Not at 9 o'clock in the morning or whatever time that kickoff (laughs) was. And then Chattanooga. So I I still feel like that's not a 4-0 start. It just doesn't feel that way. Um, Maybe best case is 3-1. Then you're on the road to at Wisconsin. You get Iowa at home. Those are the two favorites for the West. Um Minnesota for homecoming. They never surprised. Uh, um, uh, Steel is bullish on Nebraska this year, um, t- but and that's on the road. That's a tough one. Michigan State uh, at home. I don't think they're probably what they were last year, but they're they're, they're strong. Mm-hmm. Purdue at home. Mm-hmm. Finally, win yeah. that one at the Big House, and then. 
at Northwestern. What is Northwestern this year, right? They usually do not have back-to-back bad years. They just historically don't. But, no. Um, but I don't know how much better necessarily they're yeah. going to get. So, so that, sounds, that sounded like five and seven. Yeah. I, I just, I don't know. If you were to set a line at five and a half, I'd have trouble. I would not be surprised, but I'd have trouble taking the over. Yeah. How's that? Yeah, you you have to you have to win a game that you're absolutely not supposed to in a Wisconsin probably not going to happen in Iowa probably not going to happen. Um it, it's it, it'll be tough. It'll be tough to get to a bowl. But stranger things have happened, fun surprises have happened. You just never know. That's the as they say why they play the games. <laughs> okay, Matt Daniels will check in with us from the pages of the News Gazette Sports page. A big year in review is coming up this weekend. He'll tell us about it. Tune in this weekend for White Sox Baseball here on News Talk 1400 and 93.9 FM. It's a funky Friday. It's Sports Talk. It's Scott Beatty and Evan Kahn and... The News Gazette's Matt Daniels, he has title of editor, which means he assembles and checks over and takes responsibility for everything that goes out on the News Gazette sports pages. Good to see you, sir. <laughs> Good to see you, too. That's a lot to hit me with on a Friday, late Friday afternoon. Who's in charge next week? Uh, not me. I'm on vacation. <laughs> mm-hmm. So when the Big Ten adds four more schools? <laughs> I will be enjoying time with my family and we'll read... All the coverage at newsgazette.com, alinehq.com, and then the pages of the News Gazette. But is there like a, a chain of succession here, like the president, vice president, speaker of the house kind of thing? I mean, we you just know, let if you're Lauren, incapacitated, we Lauren. just let Lauren run it all. <laughs> get his. He's still like a secretary of state. You know, oh, he's yeah. Kind of like the, he's the sports editor emeritus for however yeah. long he wants to be. Oh, like Matt Daniels, he does. He's really good. Yeah, I'm sure he said Scott that Scott Ritchie knows yeah. a lot. He knows a lot. I just joke with Lauren all the time. I always need 10 more years out of him. So he <laughs> he knows he knows what's expected of him. I would not bet against that. No, I wouldn't either. <laughs> uh, we love you, Lauren. Um, okay, I, I, l- listen, since you're a professional uh, <laughs> journalist here, sure. I don't know if you, 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 you want to comment on something that I don't have confirmed, but Rocco Miller is a bracketeer.org and has assembled oh. non-con schedules for... Uh, the basketball teams and Illinois is included now. It uh, it doesn't. Um, Illinois is not published theirs. It's mm-hmm. not official. Yeah. Many schools have put theirs out there. So um, I I mean he's in the USBWA. So whatever okay. you want to take with this, but uh, November seventh, the opener. That's a Monday. I love how this is the main topic in late July. That just again speaks to how passionate. Illinois basketball is around. <laughs> we are this less than four months away, Matt. Come <laughs> football, on! I mean, we are season full. Started. And I just talked about football okay, and enough. how the <laughs> I obviously was not listening. They are projected by uh, one expert to finish sixth in the Big Ten West. So I all think right, we covered that. We covered that. Uh, tied, tied for sixth. Ooh, all right. With the other Any, last place team. <laughs> basketball, though, I mean. Would you want to take a guess? Uh, maybe the, you didn't see it. I have not seen it. I've been busy. Who working do you on think our... is the home opener? Wow, that's a... Don't so think too hard about don't it. Don't think too hard think about it. Think Land of Lincoln. Uh, Illinois State. Close. No, think something closer to your heart. They're bringing the Panthers to <laughs> State Farm Center finally. I cannot corroborate or confirm this. I'm oh, just man. telling you what he's telling us. That's that's big time. 
I'm surprised, Brad. But apparently this counts. EIU again. This counts. <laughs> that's what I was thinking. Yeah, too. this one counts, actually. This isn't Well, for... that's why I said it can't count, right? There's no way you face them and it counts after what happened the last time it didn't count, right? That was the first time Trent Frazier wore an Illinois uniform. He walked into hostile Lance Arena and probably <laughs> thought, what am I doing? Do you think Trent Frazier said, Coach... <laughs> I am never playing EIU again as long as I'm here. <laughs> he got like, out just in time. Break. Trent's gone. Let's go. Bring on the Panthers. Well, I mean, that we've we've in, in all seriousness, we've asked Tom Michael this before <clears throat> in, in conversations I've had with him, and when he's been on these airwaves about the possibility of Illinois playing Eastern Illinois and that, playing an in-state opponent. I get if you're Illinois has its drawbacks in the sense that okay, you're. You're supposed to win, but you're also supposed to beat Jackson State and Alabama A&M and uh, all these other low major programs that have come to Champaign over the years. So why not bring someone that's 45 minutes away that benefits that program? It cuts down on their travel. They're not having to go to Texas or Texas Tech or anything like that for kind of a marquee non-conference game. If this does hold to hold, hold to be true and again Illinois hasn't officially released this at all I haven't honestly been paying attention to basketball non-conference schedules today so I apologize to the That's listeners okay. it happens. but it it, <laughs> it makes a whole heck of a lot of sense why and, you're not paying attention to games that are four months away well and the <laughs> thing is and, and I, I I say this I, I love Bob Osmus and our columnist and but he and I sometimes don't see eye to eye on sports topics like that's good. Is, That's healthy. Exactly. But I'm in a complete agreement with him on this particular topic as to why college basketball schedules can't be set farther in advance. Like, why do you have to announce it in the first or second week of August when the season's three months away? Build that thing up. Have it be ready in advance so you can just talk about it as soon as the deadline hits or whatever for when the transfer point. And I get we live in a world where deadlines come and go and players leave on a constant basis but again to me they miss kind of an opportunity especially in the summer months of a college town when there's not a whole heck of a lot going on sometimes you could build up the interest and say here's the basketball schedule for the upcoming season why can't that be done in early june instead of early august i think it's because games aren't set no i know but i I, why (laughs) like how I i mean you can't you added and canceled games in the matter of hours in the days of the of 2020 and early 2021 the pandemic was full-on raging like why can't you have a basketball schedule released i'm not even saying a year in advance i'm saying like six months before the season tips off why does it always have to be you know kind of i don't it just it's always baffled me it's like they they you know release chunks of the schedule at a time would you like to know the other opponents <laughs> if sure from this yeah let's go okay uh kansas city Never uh, easy to beat the Kangaroos. They actually are a respectable program. Mm-hmm. Oh. Um, oh, that's right. Yeah. A- as yeah. part of the Roman main event, the Vegas thing, mm-hmm. there's a there's a home game against Monmouth, and I'm going to go ahead and assume that's the New Jersey Monmouth. Again, why do you, why does college basketball do that? Like, why just why just have it be a non-conference game? Why does it have to be attached to the Roman oh, well, yeah. main event? Like, that's just <laughs> well because you just said Roman. <laughs> That's why, hundred <laughs> percent accurate. I guess they are they are footing the bill. Which I know, that. you know, is something you really. Well, like why can't Monmouth? Why can't Monmouth go to Vegas then? <laughs> why do they have to settle for Champagne? Because Illinois versus Monmouth, <laughs> the Marquee Vegas. I event. mean, <laughs> Illinois St. Peter's that would generate a lot of interest. That would. I mean, heck, maybe Monmouth is this year's St. Peter's. You never know. We already knew Syracuse, uh, Chicago State. Ooh, it's never tough to beat them. 
it shouldn't maybe, be. Maybe Jalen Coleman lands. <laughs> you have a Jalen Coleman. He's lands. out of eligibility though, so <laughs> that game is good to go now. Well, and three point shooting is supposed to be okay. No plumber either this year, and it's not in not in Springfield. Uh, your aforementioned Alabama A and M. Wow, see, I pick a. <laughs> And I will give you a dollar if you can tell me where Bethune Cookman is. South Carolina. Really? I don't know. No, <laughs> no I don't know. I really say, actually don't know. I've seen that confidence. name before. It's probably just looking. Whenever Scott the Ritchie comes back on your airwaves, he could probably not only name the city and town of all 350 plus D1 programs, but cool party trick that he does that I don't know helps him much in life. But he knows the nicknames of every Division One basketball program. We got to get him on Sports Jeopardy or something. Yeah, Daytona Beach, or Florida. Some, some help. Uh, Google just. Told oh, really? Me. So Bethune. Google's getting my butt. Okay. Former Next door neighbors uh, to South Carolina. Former uh, hometown of Brad Underwood and his coaching journey. Okay. An obvious natural fit to bring Bethune Cookman. <laughs> if you are a season ticket holder, uh huh. You're in the months of November and December. The State Farm Center. Uh, marquee, if you will, mm-hmm. matchups that you'll see are the are, are Syracuse mm-hmm. and a to be determined Big Ten opponent. I'm assuming the first two Big Ten games be like the first will be one o- on the road and one mm-hmm. here. Mm-hmm. The, the rest w- will not be. Well, I mean that's been a, an ongoing discussion for years. Here is you've got a non-conference schedule that is obviously gotten smaller since the Big Ten went to to 20 games, but it's a non-conference schedule that most years lacks kind of more than one or two kind of noteworthy opponents that are going to bring the casual basketball fan that are going to pique their interest and want to brace whatever the elements are out there that particular November or December night and come to Champaign. Now, obviously it helps Illinois having had the success they've had each of the last three seasons, but with the way that Brad Underwood and his staff have gone about scheduling, especially for this upcoming season, a lot of the marquee headline generating opponents are going to be played elsewhere. I mean, it'd be great. I I would love to see college basketball and I get why they have neutral site games like the Jimmy V classic with Illinois, Texas sports, a great cause. You get a chance to play in New York city, you know, show it gets your players a chance to travel and play and things like that. But to me, college basketball needs more home-and-home home series. And that mm-hmm. was so great about what Illinois-Arizona did in uh, the 2019-2020 season, and then obviously Arizona came back last year, is that is a one that you circle on the calendar. Yeah. And I don't see why. You see it in football all the time. You have home-and-home. Home, like, Illinois has done it for a decade or so. You've got kind of a – I guess I can still use this term because it still it does exist in today's college landscape, a Power 5 non-conference opponent you've got virginia coming here for football they went to virginia last year you've had that for almost a decade or so why can't that be done and and i get it you have the big 10 acc challenge for however many years that may continue to move forward so that's always kind of okay you're either going to be home or away and illinois has been home more recently and they've been on the road for that game but also it'd be nice to see just a a solid non-conference game that's not attached to kind of a big 10 ac come to champagne because you do i mean you got missouri obviously that's in st louis that feels right in st louis so i don't begrudge that series at all to be played at uh what is the enterprise center now Mm -hmm. um not too far from where you grew up i know they've (laughs) changed names like four times since i first went to that building um but again it just goes to the fact that college basketball scheduling is just the 
an enigma at times where it's like you can schedule football games like 14 years in advance but you can't it's just it's it's one of the oddities of college athletics i guess you could say well i get brad underwood's thinking because last year they didn't have a super marquee event they did the kansas city deal Mm -hmm. with uh what cincinnati Cincinnati, arkansas and kansas Kansas. Mm -hmm. good teams Mm -hmm. and obviously arkansas was the 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 headliner there but you know solid Mm -hmm. but this roman main event in las vegas baylor ucla virginia i mean you have a those are possibly you might, depending on your draw, whatever you're going to face two top ten teams. No, exactly. And I think that and, I think that's great, and I think that's why it balanced it out. I, I think that's great for Illinois. I think I'd be very curious to see what the environment is going to be like for those games in Vegas. I would, I mean, heck, we're yeah, going to see. You, you, you don't know what it's like in Vegas. <laughs> well, it's, what happens there stays. Guess he's right? not. Guess he's not going there next week. <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, I would love to see instead of say Illinois Virginia playing in Vegas or whatever. I'd love to see Illinois Virginia play in Champaign or Illinois Virginia play in Charlottesville. Just the atmospheres of those games. That would be ten times better I feel than it would be whatever happens out in in Vegas and I get there's gonna be Illinois fans that are out on the west coast or in Vegas that are gonna get a chance to see their Illini up close but it it, again the true home and home kind of that would bring you know a sellout crowd to State Farm Center in in mid-November late December that uh it's kind of lacking a little bit I miss that. I, I, I do. And and like you said, I think it all comes back to everybody's just planning for March and November. Mm-hmm. And a, a loss in Las Vegas looks a lot better than a loss at Champaign mm-hmm. against, you know, even the number one team in the country. Yeah. No, you're right. All right. This weekend. This mm-hmm. weekend. Yeah. Illinois year in review. Prep year in review. Oh, we last, already. That was uh, last week. I'm last sorry. Well, you've been tweeting that out all week. Yeah, we've been just kind of slow playing. It's a it whole year. Yeah, you just can't, you can't put a whole year in a day. Yeah, you, drip, you can't, you can't put drip, it in 240 drip, drip, characters or <laughs> less. Perhaps year in review. What tease us here? Uh, six pages are actually tweeted out the cover this afternoon on our, our NG Preps Twitter account. Uh, so our program of the year is out there for the public to consume. It's uh, Muhammad Seymour High School this year. The Bulldogs had a, a banner year in pretty much every single sport they competed in. Uh, we also name our male athlete of the year and female athlete of the year, which hasn't been a surprise. We unveiled that almost two months ago now. Uh, we decided to kind of switch it up this year and we actually did an in-person kind of ceremony slash event at the two high schools where the athletes of the year resided. Blake Kimball, a three sports standout at Unity High School in Tolono is our male athlete of the year. Kayla Corner, she was our all area girls basketball and girls soccer player there at Muhammad Seymour. Your male athlete of the year's uh, name is Blake Kimball. Dr. Blake Kimball. Oh. Ah, I see what you did there. I don't think, I don't know. I've never. He's in, too in, young. Yeah, he's too young. And in talking with the Kimball family, I've never brought up that, that <laughs> connection to the fugitive at all. Um, but no, we, we did something different and we hope to continue moving forward in, in the years to come where we, we actually surprised these athletes. Um, we actually did it at, uh, while Blake was eating lunch at the cafeteria at Unite High School on a rainy early May day. And we did that. At Muhammad Seymour a week later with, with Kayla, we present him kind of a framed front page of the News Gazette and a, a plaque that the University of Illinois Army ROTC sponsors as well. And had some of their close friends kind of write some some nice things about them that'll run uh, this week. And then Kyle Likas, our preps coordinator, took on the massive undertaking of encapsulating everything that, that happened from last, last August through June. 
um, and just a, a variety of lists that we kind of do, just kind of quick hitting, easy reads on, on some of the top athletes, all interview teams, athletes that deserve more pub. Uh, we break down how we figure out the program of the year. There are some tweaks this year to the formula that we Is it called a desirability index by any chance? No, it's not. <laughs> it's called a lots of... <laughs> Lots of uh that's something different adding adding up uh, various accomplishments that uh these programs have had throughout the year. And then you're going on vacation. Yeah. To a non-disclosed location. Uh, family and I are going to take a few days and actually get out of town for a bit and uh yeah, just see what else the Midwest has to offer besides Champaign County. Looking forward to it. It's our first time in quite some time where we've We've done that next week, too. We've got kind of a series coming up in, in the pages. Again, it's more on high school athletics as well, but uh, I think we're going to call it kind of the good sports series. We've, uh, we, ended, we did it last summer uh, briefly just because it's the all-star break next week in baseball, and that typically is, is one of the slowest weeks on the sports calendar each is and every it? year. Yeah, you guys know that. <laughs> good luck. Good luck on your shows next week, guys. Uh, but we kind of pro are going to profile six uh, area individuals who kind of, uh, in a variety of ways, kind of help high school sports in this area kind of make them what they are. So there. You know what? You deserve your vacation. Thank you. I appreciate so it. So I hope you and Nora and the kids have some cherished memories made. We will, because I don't know when I'm taking another one. <laughs> <laughs> A year from now. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> All right. Thanks much, Matt. No we'll look problem. forward to it. Thanks, and Scott. we'll Thanks, have some Evan. happy hour. Enjoy. Allie Adams in in a minute. We've only just befunked. To not just say that. I tried to say begun and live on the funky. air where people can hear you. Yeah. You just said that out loud. It's happy hour time with Allie Adams and Evan Kahn. Great to have you with us. Evan is about to go on vacation. Uh, and tonight, uh, Wednesday was our anniversary. Oh, congratulations. So tonight we're going out to dinner, but I don't know where. I don't, I'm not sure how to make this decision. Well, what Love, you- my favorite is a- actually Mexican. Okay. But... Um, and I'm not against doing that, but I just have had a lot sort of, of multiple Mexican meals in the last week. Something different, a little more fancy. Maybe. Could go, I mean, Italian, maybe. Can't go wrong with Italian patio. Uh, I don't know where that is. Manzella's over. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Up, up, the, uh, up First Street. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Can't go wrong with that. You guys are very fancy. Thai. <laughs> There's um on campus, I think it's called Naya, is really, really good. Oh, I was... the. Illinois Barstool just did a, a campus food bracket, and second place was Bangkok Thai. So Ooh, that is good. Really? Where is that? Uh, it's right in the middle of Green Street. Good luck navigating there oh, in yeah. a vehicle. <laughs> yeah, yeah, but... I was just going through this song list, thanks to, to Joey Wright. We, we've kind of been following this for over a year now. Okay. It looks like Ario Speedwagon's going to get a hit in the new NCAA football game. Oh, cool! Pride of Pride of Champagne. Backstory: It went away, right? Because they were losing using players without their permission and all that stuff. And yes. now it's yeah. back. And I I don't know. Anyway, uh, uh, Champagne Showers put this out, and they they got it from Matt Brown. And this is all the little details that will enhance the game experience and make it realistic if the 
game and your video game is happening at Memorial Stadium. Yeah, yeah. So, so you know, like when a fourth down happens at Memorial Stadium, you hear the siren and Welcome to the Jungle starts to play. They've got that in here. Oh, cool. You know, uh, you get Os- a little bit of Oski Wow Wow when they get a first down, things like that. Uh, big defensive stop. They, they play Black Sabbath. I'm just having like all these flashbacks seeing <laughs> the game play out in, in my head. So it's very realistic. This is what they were talking about a, a, a few weeks ago when I had Bob on and we were discussing it. They're starting with the schools, getting all of that trademark stuff because that's pretty easy uh, rather than going to thousands and thousands of players. So looks like Illinois' uh, game for it. And, uh, yeah. That's really cool. That would be cool to see, like, go to other schools and to see what they're like. Like, it could be like being at the different stadiums. That's really cool. I like that. Like Wisconsin, I'm sure they'll have the jump around in there. Yeah. Like it's It was pretty – authentic for 2013 uh, it had those kinds of things you know they played oski wow wow it even had the three and one with the with a dun 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 that they, that you can't play anymore or whatever so it looks like they're stepping it up for the next one yeah very detailed they're they're putting in air raids they're putting in fireworks on touchdowns uh they have oski they have illinois loyalty they don't do fireworks over at memorial stadium do they yeah on touchdowns they shoot them off from the corners oh I guess that's true. You, you got to listen carefully for and, it. And, <laughs> and when the game starts, they do they do a pop at the at the start of the game too. Mm. Which when we were tail, when we were tailgating, we always had to be prepared for because we knew that that was going to happen. Like basically at kickoff, that there was going to be like a quick flashbang, and you're going to have to be prepared for it because our tailgate was like right there, and I was setting up, you know, <laughs> while tearing down. Always had to mentally remember that because you kind of get scared. Can I ask though? Is Welcome to the Jungle tired? Is that a tired thing? No. Mm-hmm. I hear the song now, and I think I'm at a stadium. Yeah. I mean, that's just kind of what, what happens. Yeah. that's. I mean, there's a there's a lot of songs that are like that, yeah. that you just kind of tie it to. Same thing with Thunderstruck or Queen. Like, there's all these different things that it's like you, you, all, you just imagine being at these different games. You know where you are? You're in the jungle, baby. <laughs> Seven Nation Army, uh, Zombie Nation. You know, Black Sabbath, Iron Man. I mean, this is stuff that's had some staying power. All staples. What's really, like, I feel like Seven Nation Army is, like, the newest one. Out of those, yeah. Yeah, that Mm. that you hear played. Hmm. Yeah, that's... That uh, that is kind of stuck. Like, there's always, like, you know, whatever flavor of the week that's popular at the time that they, you know, that they throw in. But it's interesting how Seven Nation Army is, like, one of the more new ones in that whole grouping. And even when I say new, that song's probably nearly 20, <laughs> 20 years, years old. old. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> well, Evan's going on vacation here uh, as soon as we're done, I think. And do we have any Chicago tips for him? Are you as, doing? Are you doing anything so. cultural? Are you doing like the museums? Yeah, we, we've got the kitties coming along. Are you are not you, my kitties? Kind of obviously, doing a Ferris Bueller's Day Off. Are you going to do a little Cubs, <laughs> a little Art Institute? Yeah, a little fine dining. I don't think we're going to go to the Sears Tower, but yeah, Willis Tower. Thank you. It's, no, thank you for saying Sears. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You know, as a, an adopted Chicagoan, it's still Sears to me. I know. So, um, no, no. The we're far do superior observ- observation deck is Hancock. I, yeah, I think yeah. I've heard that. You're actually. slightly lower, but you're right over the lake. Mm-hmm. It's beautiful. I once was up there when the uh, Blue Angels were practicing below us. Oh, who has seen the Angels from, <laughs> from above? above. <laughs> I have in the John Hancock Tower. <laughs>
You could you could take that with you everywhere. It's so. it's, it's a great party conversation. <laughs> <laughs> and radio too, apparently. <laughs> also, my Axl oh, Rose no. impression works well. <laughs> <laughs> you asked me to come on because. Are you going to watch the Captain? The Captain. Yeah, the Derek Jeter seven-part documentary Ooh. event. Why do, why do they make it like 21 parts? Like if it was just one like hour. Because he's the Captain. Because if it's hour, an hour or two. No, I'm sorry. You are not last dance worthy. Like you don't need to have seven <laughs> parts. I don't know. He 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 is kind of legendary. I mean, it, oh, is, isn't New York? Isn't New York like you make it here? You make it anywhere? Oh well, sure, as, that as Jay Z as Jay Z no, says. That's New York. Yeah, yeah, and, and you know he was the the last dynasty leader for the Yankees. Sinatra yeah. said it first, but yeah, of course, Sinatra. No, I. He's from Hoboken. I'm intrigued. His hand is all over this thing, so I don't know that there's. A dark side to Derek Jeter, but yeah. it is going to be all about him, and I assume a little polished up look. And base, and I'm sure they'll make it kind of like Last Dance. They'll have like the music that was popular at the time and all that kind of stuff intertwined, which will be interesting and which I'll like. But it, like I said, an hour or two, like you know, a thirty for thirty kind of a thing, cool. But something seven parts, six parts, whatever it is. Was he that controversial? Like, like how 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 did they get seven? Now I that I was think that about I mean, it. The only controversy he's really ever stirred up is, A, being an owner of a bad team, mm-hmm. and, yeah. and B, being possibly overrated as a fielding shortstop which because he played probably, for the Yankees. Yeah, which they're probably not going to get into that Neither much. Neither one of those things I think yeah. they would really get into. But, I mean, it's You were overrated as a defender. And I baseball. took that personally. <laughs> <laughs> I don't quite think that's going to have the same kind of cultural impact. But Dated okay. Mariah Carey. Well, and a lot of Kate Hudson and a lot of other people. Anyways, so speaking of New York and baseball, did you guys see the viral photo, photo of Joey Votto next to the Starry Night that people are sharing? <laughs> no. So, no. So they were what playing the Yankees this past week, and Joey Votto, very online now, it's like his new big thing, posted like a lot of people do, went to Museum of Modern Art, Saw Starry Night, posted a photo next to it, and he just... <laughs> he's just standing there stoically next to it. He's just standing stoically next to Starry Night. And so, of course, everyone has comments because of how hilarious it looks. Like, everything from, like, you know, not a baseball player, but what job does this guy have? <laughs> and my favorite comment was, picture looked like Starry Night happened upon Joey Votto and asked for a picture, and he's like, okay, I guess. <laughs> 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 you can't turn down a picture with Starry Night, but you don't have thing. to smile. It's, it's like the- Ocean's Eleven. His girlfriend or wife is probably right there. Do you like it? I like that you like it. <laughs> <laughs> it was the funniest thing that I've seen all week because Joey Votto's hilarious anyways, but put him next to the Starry Night. Like, he's just chilling at MoMA, like looking around and like, oh, you know, yeah, can you take, can you take my picture in front of this? All right. Well, while guy. Evan's away, uh, Scott and Allie will play next week. All right. So be safe. You be safe. You're going to that I was big about city. To say, we'll, we'll be we're, we're here. We'll be fine. I don't you think have I'm going south of vacation. Grant Park, so I should be OK. <laughs> you have fun. Have a good vacation. You you deserve it. You earned it. Well, thank you. We'll miss you. All right. Allie Adams. Cheers. Cheers. Happy weekend. Thanks for visiting. That's Allie Adams. And we are back in a moment.